Hey, if you're a newbie to Leading Saints, it's important that you know, what is this Leading Saints thing? Well, Leading Saints is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping Latter-day Saints be better prepared to lead. And the way we do that is through content creation. So we have this phenomenal podcast, we have a newsletter, we have virtual conferences, so much more. And articles on our website, I mean, I could go on and on, right? <laughs> and we encourage you to uh, jump in, check out Leading Saints, uh, go to the search bar at leadingsaints.org and type in some topics and see what pops up. We're just glad you're here to join us. Hey everyone, this is Kurt Frankum from Leading Saints, and let me tell you, we're going to try something a little bit different this week, and let me give you some background to understand that. You see, recently we had a phenomenal Leading Saints women's retreat that was a huge success. Everybody who attended loved it. Deanna Murphy, who is a podcast favorite, was one of the speakers at the retreat, and everyone was so energized by her presentation there that they wanted to know, what's the next step? Deanna, what more could we do? So she suggested that we put on what she typically does with uh, corporate leaders across the world, but we do one focused on the Leading Saints audience. This is a high-intensive online experience, but almost like a retreat experience. So for over several weeks, I think about seven weeks, for two hours, Deanna Murphy's guiding individuals through a intensive self-leadership experience. Again, this is the type of thing she does with uh, corporate leaders across the world, and she's going to make it very specific for the Leading Saints audience. A really fun opportunity, especially because Deanna Murphy's been so popular on the Leading Saints podcast. So what you're about to hear is one of three episodes that are going to drop this week. They're shorter episodes, and she's just going to start introducing some of the concepts that she's going to be talking about in this self-leadership extensive experience. There's a link uh, in the show notes for you to go and see all the details. The link is leadingsaints.org slash Murphy. Try to make it as simple as possible. Again, that's leadingsaints.org slash Murphy. And this is going to start November 1st, 2022. So don't have a ton of time to consider this and sign up, but jump in and be a part of this self-leadership experience led and facilitated by everyone's favorite, Deanna Murphy. So let's jump into this short episode where Deanna and I talk through a few concepts related to self-leadership. All right, today I'm welcoming back uh, Deanna Murphy. How are you, Deanna? Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Kurt. Thanks. It's always wonderful to be with you and with Leading Saints. Love what you're doing there. Thank you. Well, thank you. And it's always fun to connect. And we recently... Uh, reconnected in person at a the Gathering Saints uh, Women's Retreat, which is a Leading Saints effort where we're in the coming year and hopefully going even past that. We want to do more and more in-person retreats yeah. where we offer people a, an in-person experience of personal development, leadership development, because, and part of that, which I've described is we can listen to podcasts every day, read books all day, but there's something about being in person with a group, feeling the synergy that's really transformational. And this one was definitely met the mark. What was your experience like being there? I honestly, I, I shared this with Carrie, who of course worked with you on creating it. I have to just say, I had a feeling from the moment I stepped in that I was in the celestial room of the temple. It was just, <laughs> yeah. it really was, it was a revelatory experience. Yeah. And I felt surrounded by people that I loved, even though I didn't know all of them. I just felt love for them and I felt their love for me. And it was so easy to just be open and honest and dare I say vulnerable. It's not something that it's not a word we love, yet it's 
there's so much power in it because vulnerability creates connection. Vulnerability allows us to be open and humble and grow and grows our faith and grows our strength. So I really felt like that need was met and it felt as if we were cultivating these conditions for exponential growth by being together and serving one another and experiencing this synergy of other people folding their energy into yours and you fold your energy back into them. And it just provided lift, gave me wings. Yeah. It's wonderful to be there. So thanks for that, Kurt. Yeah, I, I was so uh, pleased to have you come and, and that you were available to come. And and we had you, uh, there was one afternoon where you you did a, a longer session with the the ladies there and, and everybody just so much appreciated it. And then as we got talking after, we thought, man, we have to expand this. We have to offer more of this type of experience or content to others. And that's sort of what led to our, our discussion today as we cover different uh, principles, right? And several of the women who are there were asking how can I get access to leadership, experience, growth, training that will help me increase my capacity to influence? And that's led to this discussion today and the opportunity to be part of and or experience some learning with a leading saints group, which I think that's amazing because the the kind of insights and synergy and lift and questions and struggles are similar and the opportunity to learn together in that environment could be very powerful. So. Now, I would imagine people who are maybe in the corporate environment or executive level of jobs and whatnot, they experience some level of you know leadership consulting or these trainings or whatnot you know, on that corporate uh, level. But how would you describe like what you do for companies and organizations? And then that'll sort of parlay into our, our discussion with what we're trying to create here. Well, that's a great question, Kurt. Thank you for asking. And I'll just share that all the way back to my years at BYU many, many years ago now, I had fallen in love with how can we influence others positively? It's really leadership and team growth and development. And so 30-something, 40 almost years ago now, just really studying that. And for the last 27 years, I have been working largely in organizational and leadership and team development working in 64 different countries, helping people with what you might call an inside-out growth model. In other words, if we want to influence the world and we want to influence our auxiliaries and our families and our ward and we want to influence our children and the people that we're working with at Church 101, well, the first place of influence has to be ourselves. So how do I grow myself, grow my leadership capacity so I can increase my capacity to lead lift, influence others, and create that ripple effect that I believe is what the Savior is asking of us to be. It's not just the light, it's the leaven, it's the salt, it's that lift in a dark world that we keep bringing our gifts and talents to lift others. So, And I think in our, our traditional experience in the church, we, we've all experienced a really dynamic leader who you couldn't necessarily put your finger on it, but it's like, wow, when I'm in the room or being led by this person, or when they teach, when they're ministering to me, there's just something different. I feel uplifted. I feel like hope's been instilled in me. I, I want to do more. I want to be better, right? And so then when we're called to these positions, we think, oh, I don't know what he or she was doing, but I don't know how to do that. I want to do that. And so this is sort of what you're talking about is that development. It's exactly that development. Uh, we do a lot of work with organizations around strengths around self-leadership, around how to be a more coach-like leader. We work with teams. How do I build a strong team? How do you get people unified around a shared vision? 
and get out of that bickery, conflicty stuff that's part of every team and group so that the team can operate at a high level of energy and performance. And so we work with individuals and leaders and teams and even organizations to shift their entire culture and mm-hmm. helping people do that. So nice. And the what you've labeled this effort, is it self-leadership? Is that is that the full title? It's a masterclass, uh, meaning that it's actually designed to be an experience where you're growing the skills in the environment of the classroom. So the second best thing to being on a two or three day retreat with leading saints is the opportunity to participate in a virtual experience where you have the opportunity to grow your leadership skills in a classroom that is supported by first online learning you go off, you watch videos, you interact with the videos, you do a little journaling, you do some flip cards, different things to help you remember. And then you go to a peer group and you experience peer coaching in a group of four. And you have the opportunity to dialogue about how the things that you're learning interact with everyday real world stuff with your family, with your ward family, in your church callings. And how does that relate to this situation? And start to practically apply without the constraint of you've got 10 minutes to have this conversation, which is what happens in class. Then we bring you to a virtual classroom where there's this opportunity to integrate, where you're in breakout rooms, having the opportunity to discuss in deeper ways, and then integrating the learning from across the group. And it's very, very powerful. We start to watch individuals begin to shift their view of themselves And that automatically starts to shift the way you interact with others. When you start to change the story you're telling yourself, the fears and the worries that you have, if you're like me. So I got called to be a ward relief society president my third time as a relief society president. And it's so natural to worry about, oh, my weakness is on display. Everyone look at the front row seat. And there's just something about how do we calm our own inner voices when we get triggered and frustrated people start criticizing or there are really difficult situations, how do you respond in a way that lifts yourself and others and helps you experience unity? Those are tricky things. So there's a way that learning to lead yourself, it's a little bit like President Benson's quote of, you know, the world works from the outside in, but Christ works from the inside out. And he mentions that Christ changes people who then changed the world. So there's something about if we want to increase our capacity to touch the world, to make our difference in the world, the first place is for us to allow that work to be done on ourselves. And I think the experience of doing it with others and having the learning with and through other people, that's where the power is. When we get to coach someone else, we're growing our skill set, but we're also lifting them. And then it's reciprocated back and you just lift your own skill set. We've got 10 different skills and tools that we teach in self-leadership that helps people shift up their influence by also shifting up themselves. So yeah. powerful. Thing. And a lot of times in church leadership, we sort of want, uh, you know, as, as we all know, there's, you know, nobody's, nobody's trained, nobody has a degree. I mean, some, I guess, do have degrees. They're the lucky ones, but you come into this and you sort of want the, give me the handout, you know, give me the, give me the 10 questions I can ask in the ministering interview, or, you know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But, Unfortunately, God's inviting us in a much more organic self-development journey, right? And so we can't default to just give me the things and I'll just go apply it. Yeah. Oh, Kurt, that's so true. It's interesting because you might remember from the retreat, for those of you who are listening for the first time, we actually had everyone draw something. So if you try to imagine 
three circles, one at the top that's labeled self, and then the circles overlap. One is labeled others and one is labeled situations. And the thing that's interesting is you, you're you always interfacing with situations and interfacing with people and situations influence other people. So we've got this interaction. You're influencing others. Others influence you. Situations influence you. You influence them. Mm. And the tricky thing is, this is what makes leadership so hard, Kurt, is the situation shifts and the people who are in it, the skill that you learned over here, the thing that you did over here, it may not work as well. Now you're in, the situation's <laughs> changed, the people are changed, and it, it may end up being a total fail if you do exactly the same thing. So part of what we do is we teach people it's natural and normal to have these negative feelings that come when you are thrust into a situation and you don't know what to do. You're in over your head and you're interfacing. Sometimes we interface with people and they're kind of cranky. They're grumpy. They're negative, And that starts to bleed into us. And all of a sudden, it's like your vision gets darkened, your feelings get darkened. And if you're like me, well, it's like putting on a pair of glasses. We use 3D glasses in retreat. If you remember, like you put on a pair of 3D glasses and you see the whole world through this darkened lens. And one of the things I was struck by when we asked the women at the retreat, when you're looking through those glasses, what's it like? What do you see? And the phrase, uh, it's fuzzy. Everything looks kind of gray. It's distorted. This is kind of what happens when our feelings become darkened and frustrated by the experiences, situations, and people we interface with. And part of what self-leadership does is it helps us recognize, oh my goodness, I've put on this 3D, these 3D glasses. There's something here that's coloring my view. How do I clear out my view so I can see people and situations with clarity again, so I can respond with wisdom and not just a triggered reactive response that ends up hurting you and them. Yeah. Do any examples come to mind, maybe a, a Relief Society leadership example that, that comes to mind that would sort of put that into context? Well, I can think of several actually that kind of come to mind. It's really one thing that kind of comes to mind for me. I'm thinking about a situation in our ward where we've got a need and it's kind of a really, really big need. And there's a way that sometimes there's expectations made. So, you know, sometimes as a leader, I'm, let me think back actually uh, to a situation where I was working with the bishop in a former Relief Society president role. And this individual wanted the church to take care of their family financially and otherwise, because they felt like they just couldn't do it. And we kind of know as leaders, you have to balance self-reliance with service and compassion. And that is a tricky balance. And sometimes people get kind of mad and they blame the leader. And we leaders are over here going, how do I help you hold the balance between self-reliance and our compassion and service? How do we help you grow the most that you can, but also feel loved and supported? That is a tricky place. I've managed that one more than once, several times in my role as a Relief Society president. And I think sometimes people get really frustrated because if you err on the side of we need you to be more self-reliant, we can't come in and take responsibility for things that you're capable of doing, but we'll come and serve with you. We'll help you. And it's really easy for the person to say, well, aren't you all about compassion? And isn't charity service? You should be doing that. Should, should, should. We have a lot of shoulds. All you have to do, mm. just start thinking about, Kurt, the last time you had a should experience and someone said, Kurt, you should be doing that because we are seeing the same situations in the church through completely different lenses. And it is really, really divisive right now when we come at our lenses and I make your lens wrong. 
where you make my lens wrong. And one of the most challenging things I think right now is trying to find a way to integrate in this very divisive world. How do we help people who see things differently come together and feel unified and feel a sense of belonging? That is the challenge of leadership. It's a big challenge in the church today of how to do that. Really big. Those lenses and perspective, right? We sometimes judge the individual when we should be judging the lenses or or not necessarily judging, but taking into account, I guess is the better way to frame that, the lenses that they have just from the situations they've experienced, their personality, their the way they do things, right? But that's where the conflict comes and we a lot of times don't know what to do with it. Well, it's interesting because one of the things that last week I was uh, speaking at another a women's conference down in the southern part of Minnesota, and we were talking a little bit about how sometimes we get these lenses attached to our way of seeing the world from our past experiences, things that happen in our lives that color our whole view of ourselves. And we start to feel less than because we've had hard or difficult things where maybe we didn't feel loved or supported, sometimes even really traumatic things that make us feel less than. And then we start to carry these beliefs that get reciprocated over and over again. And one of the beliefs that I hear over and over, there's a few of them that I think we are really good. It's the doctrine of men mingle with scripture, right? That my value equals something. Like the world teaches us that value is negotiable. You get paid because you have a certain skill set. So you think you're more valuable if your skill set's bigger. Sometimes we bring that same lens to our roles as leaders in church. My value equals my performance. My value equals my approval rating. I have to earn the right to be valuable or to be loved. Boy, I got to tell you, that is really spooky. I heard President Nelson last week in General Conference talk about we must denounce deception and delight in truth. And part of the denouncing deception is recognizing how these stories get woven into our belief about who we are. And our ability to deliver our unique purpose to the world, if Satan can shut us down, if he can make you think, Kurt, that you're not good enough to go out and lead a nonprofit initiative that can touch people all over the world, it can shut you down before you ever get started. Yeah. Yeah. And there were those moments for sure. <laughs> well, I've had them too, right? And I yeah, think we yeah. all find our ourselves kind of like Le- Lehi and Nephi must have at the beginning saying, well, you are going to take us through this deserty place that we don't know to some other promised land somewhere. And we don't know how long it's going to take or how we're going to like, it's that place of you're asking me to do what? (laughs) And you want me to go where? And how am I supposed to do that? And I do believe that as Latter-day Saints, I think sometimes we are asked to do things that you just look in the mirror and go, are you serious, God? Do you, do you have the right person? And it's those stories inside of ourselves that start to color our view that squish our willingness to step in. And part of self-leadership is, number one, getting awareness of them. One of the things we talked about at the retreat, Kurt, that was particularly memorable for me, I don't know if I'd ever heard this phrase before. It kind of came out of one of our debriefs at that women's retreat. The phrase, awareness activates agency. Yes. If I can see how I'm seeing myself, if I can see how I'm holding myself back because I don't believe I'm good enough or I'm not strong enough, or if I can see the gifts and talents the Lord has given me, if I can name them, if I can give voice to them. I'm thinking about Sarah Strong when she spoke about what are your strengths and how we went into our small groups and some of my partners went, I'm not really sure. And this is part of, again, self-leadership is having awareness. 
Your strengths are your tools to help you make that difference in the world. They're also your tools for resolving the challenges, the lies, the difficulties in your own life. So if you can start to recognize what's my toolkit, what's the toolkit that God has given me, then I can use it. One of the things that we teach in self-leadership that is, I think it's a big part of all of our lives as humans. Sometimes a strength in one situation gets flipped into a weakness in another, like something that we're really good at, like someone who's articulate could talk so much that they drown people, right? Someone who's tender and feels the emotions of other people could assume so much empathy that it's paralyzing. So a strength can be turned into a weakness into understanding how that happens and how do I stop that from happening? That's really powerful because if we can stop ourselves from having these pieces of God's DNA flipped into weaknesses that make us reactive, that sink our energy, that interfere with our ability to make a difference, well, that's a game changer. That's part of self-leadership too. How do I use my strengths not just to serve others, to find my divine potential, but also how do I use my strengths to solve my problems, to recover when I'm frustrated, to pull out the lies that I'm holding about myself or others of the world so I can have that change of heart where we tend to store those feelings and memories. We can have a change of heart because we let them go and our hearts are soft and they're open. All right, that concludes this short episode where Deanna Murphy and I discuss some self-leadership principles, which are going to be discussed in depth at this upcoming intensive experience that she's putting on starting November 1st. Again, you go to leadingsaints.org slash Murphy to get all the details and to uh, grab a spot and look for those other episodes that are dropping this week. There, there should be three total that we drop and that it get more information about some of the, the concepts. But again, leadingsaints.org slash Murphy. Join us starting November 1st, 2022. It came as a result of the position of leadership which was imposed upon us by the God of heaven who brought forth a restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when the declaration was made concerning the own and only true and living church upon the face of the earth, we were immediately put in a position of loneliness, the loneliness of leadership from which we cannot shrink nor run away and to which we must face up with boldness and courage and ability.